0: Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are coming at you today via Fansided and Whodatdish.com to break down our favorite 2019 NFL draft prospects for the Saints and how they fared at the combine, which happened about a week ago. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore, and it feels so good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't recorded since late January, taking a little bit of a hiatus, but now that the off-season festivities and drama are heating up... Uh, Obviously, we felt it was appropriate to come back and record a slew of episodes, so you get one today, you'll get one early next week, you'll get one a little bit after free agency starts, and it's going to be a a fantastic time. Unfortunately, today, I don't have the full crew with me, but with me, as always, is the OG host of this great podcast and veteran to the game. You can follow him on Twitter, at Raymond Tyler M. Tyler Raymond is in the building. What is going on, my man?
1: What's up, dude? Uh, It feels weird hearing the words veteran being only 21 but uh yeah that's cool um yeah it's good to be back man it's great to be back with you you know it's unfortunate it's not with charlie but hey he'll be back sometime so that's good look forward to that guys um yeah it's a great episode we've got a good stream roll of episodes coming for you guys i hope you guys are as excited as we are because yeah we we love producing content for you guys we love talking about the saints you know it's what we love it's what we do so yeah let's get it i'm excited
0: the podcast two-year anniversary is coming up in May, so hosting a podcast Ooh. for just about two years, uh-huh. I, I'd say we're both veterans to the game. Uh, where's uh, our awards? Exactly, right? Yeah, where's our, our our plaque that we can hang up? Yeah, um, that'd be cool. But before we get into Combine Talk, which will be the bulk of this episode, we'll, we'll be diving into the numbers for, I mean, the most outstanding prospects and the ones that fared the best that the Saints could you know, possibly trade up for, uh, But but mainly just really, really talented guys that caught our eyes and also more specifically we'll dive into who the saints can target at the 62nd overall pick because that is their only draft pick in the 2019 draft that goes down next month um in which the saints pick in the top 100 uh so they got to make it count uh, they, it's really, really important that they uh, select a uh, important either depth guy or even starter because we can get starters at some positions. So we'll dive into that. But before we do, we'll get into some NFL free agency or pre-free agency transactions, I should say. A free agency doesn't happen until Wednesday, March thirteenth. Um, and and again, we'll we'll have, we'll be recording an episode diving more into uh, some free agent um, targets we'd like the Saints to go after early next week. Um, but before anything can officially go down, uh, teams have to make some moves, and the Saints have done so by cutting both Kurt Coleman, uh, the safety, who signed a three-year contract from Carolina but only lasted one season, um, as well as Daniel Lasco, the running back, who spent a majority of his time on injury reserve for the Saints or the practice squad. And they used the savings from cutting both of those players to extend safety Chris Banjo, who has been a really important Uh, special teams contributor, and with the safety depth issues that the Saints could face this year, he'll be a really important guy to back up both Marcus Williams uh, and Von Bell. Um, And he was signed to a three-year, $9 million extension, as reported by Ian Rappaport today. Um, So, Tyler, first off, what do you think of the cuts of both Coleman and Lasko? Obviously, we expected Kurt to last a little bit longer, um, and Lasko was up and down. And then the Saints using that money to um, extend Chris Banjo a move I really like because I think he'll be really important for the Saints this upcoming season and beyond.
1: Yeah, so about Kurt Coleman, you know... It was kind of weird, you know. It was an interesting position, you know. The Saints kind of expected a bunch of different things for him, you know, at his given age. What he's been able to do in Carolina, we expected him to be a mentor, you know. We didn't really get that out of him. We expected his play to be fairly adequate considering he's a veteran. Didn't really get that, you know. Von Bell stepped up last year or this past season. So that kind of threw a mix in of things. But, you know, hopefully, uh, considering the market of how big safeties are, hopefully they'll still be able to find a team to go somewhere. You know, the cut really didn't surprise me when uh, during this past off season, when uh, fans were talking about, hey, how could the Saints save money? This cut was one of those options that they could have done. So not only did it not work out for them, they wanted to save money to sign other guys. And that being the case, they did that. About Daniel Lasco, you know, just a running back who really didn't step up. Um, just a guy that you know, unfortunately, got injured. You know, he was in front, uh, behind Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and uh, Washington, uh, their backup too. So, uh, just really didn't do much, and hopefully has a career down the road. But as far as to um, uh, Chris Panjo, the guy you know, we just extended. He's a good uh, special teams playmaker. You know, um, I was looking at uh, Twitter before the episode and a lot bunch of different players are happy he got extended. I guess um, Nick Underhill said that he's going to be in later, uh, actually earlier in the week to um, to finalize the contract. Yeah, Craig Robertson, our special teams linebacker, he was really happy for him. Yeah, he's a, he, uh, he's a great player, though. You know, and 9000000 million isn't that bad. I think I saw on Twitter, too. That I think with this year, I forget the exact uh, exact specifics of it, but the way like tenders are going the way um contracts are going now, you're gonna see a lot more like specific players getting bigger deals. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look into the specifics of it uh, in a little bit, yeah, but, because
0: they go by position, so for, yeah, for a player being tendered, um they go off the average top five salary of of that position um and for banjo i think they went off special teams guys in his in his case uh so he got um but he i i think what you're talking about right with the uh he got a little bit of a bigger deal than if he would have. yeah
1: playing. a lot more players are gonna be getting bigger deals now right. like less known guys but yeah exactly though
0: awesome yeah no and i hope we're able to retain craig robertson too i'm glad he's excited to see banjo back but robertson's uh contract and time with the saints is up in the air as well but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited yeah. to have Banjo back. Coleman was, again, like you mentioned, awkward in the position that the Saints tried to fit him into their scheme, played a little bit of linebacker safety, wasn't able to excel at either one, and um, Lasco was, can't really say much about him, didn't see much out of him, but uh, the Saints could be looking at definitely a running back here in the draft, more so with Lasco being cut. Um, mm-hmm. Other NFL news, of course, the big, oh, actually, before I get into the Antonio Brown stuff, Eric Weddle. Gets cut by the Ravens, very surprising move, very, very soon after that, signs with the Los Angeles Rams, so he's back in California after spending a majority of his career down in San Diego with the Chargers before they moved up to Los Angeles, and now he's with the other team in L.A. Um, Mm -hmm. Eric Waddle would have been a great sign for the Saints, uh, you know, veteran leader, but um, it seemed like he he definitely wanted to go to... um, Uh, a team like the rams you know more so um younger i guess uh, a thriving team down in a a sunny state it seemed like that that's kind of where he belongs and wanted to end his career so to speak because i think the rams will most likely be his last team if he plays there for a few years um but yeah do you you feel uh bummed out about missing out on Weddle, or do you think uh he's a little bit past his prime and, and won't contribute too much anymore
1: uh, it's funny. Uh, uh, let me uh, mention this first. Uh, what we were just talking about, Chris Panjo. Yeah. So the new price on RFA tenders was two point oh two five million. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for that deal. But about Wetzel, um, I thought it would actually be perfect if we if he came in, considering we could have maybe give I gave him a one year deal. You know, right now he's thirty four. He has an awesome beard too, by the way. But um, yeah. <laughs> I thought he like he, he's coming off like uh three uh three Pro Bowls. You know, recent years. Uh, despite his age, you know, he's still playing at high talent, you know, high level. And I think he actually could have been a really good playmaker and a really good mentor that Kirk Coleman wasn't. But uh, he signed with LA, you know, and yeah. I think it's funny that uh, one guy on Twitter wrote, he's like, Yeah, uh, well, I wanted to uh, sign with the uh, NFC. Uh, Defending champs. I'm like, man, I'm still not over it. But that's not for this episode, though. Um. Oh well. Uh. It's was loss. We'll find a good safety. Right. Uh. Hopefully, if we sign another one. Yeah. So
0: I mean, the safety market is pretty saturated right now. So the Saints can definitely pick up a very talented guy at a much cheaper deal than they would have to pay in any other free agency market, just because of how many safeties will already be off the board and getting bigger contracts. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for this free agency. Um, that's coming up next week. And, of course, the biggest news, the whole Antonio Brown ordeal. Of course, mm. the Steelers wide receiver, uh, who has been disgruntled uh, since really before Week 17 um, and pretty much the entire 2018-19 to 19 NFL season, very disgruntled with the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, and overall the team requested a trade. And on... Thursday night, Ian Rappaport uh, breaks the news to the world on his Twitter that, and of course Ian Rappaport, one of the most trusted up there with Schefter as the most trusted news source for NFL News, uh, reports that he has been traded to the Buffalo Bills and that they are ironing out the details. About an hour later, come to find out that's not true at all, hashtag you are fake news. In Rappaport with the with the uh, fake bomb, the fake rap bomb, so to speak, um, and they, there's no trade Brown to to Buffalo. He is still a Steeler right now, and according to Adam Schefter and other sources, um, the Bills had inquired about Antonio Brown, and they had some positive talks, quote unquote positive, um, and uh, but nothing fell through, and apparently Brown actually pretty much refused to go to the team. Um, to he because whichever team decides to trade for Antonio Brown, they want to sign him to an extension. If he doesn't want to agree to an extension, then there's almost no point in giving up a lot for Antonio Brown for potentially only the rest of his contract with it, which is two seasons. So um, teams want to sign him to some sort of new contract. He wants a lot of money, so it's finding a balance. But the Saints have been linked to him. I don't believe in the rumors for the Saints. I think, and I've talked. About this with Ross Jackson uh, and the Twitter DM. Shout out to Ross as well for answering one of my questions on his uh, podcast, Locked On Saints. You guys should check that out uh, in one of the latest episodes. But um, we, we were talking about it, and the Saints need to extend Michael Thomas here soon. They also need to give money to whichever new quarterback is going to come in after Breeze. Kamara is going to be due new contract, as is Lattimore, um, and 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 so many other young players that we have that are uh, going to need new contracts. Um, it would not be smart to trade for Antonio Brown, give up potential more draft capital and future cap space because he is going to want a new Very, very large deal uh, to stay with the Saints. Even though it would be a great one-two punch on offense, uh, it would just eat away at the cap. But Tyler, what do you think first off about the whole Antonio Brown to Bill's fake news fiasco? And then uh, what do you think about uh, the potential of him being linked to the Saints possibly being traded over?
1: Yeah, well, I was reading a bunch of stuff on Twitter. The Bills thing is is kind of funny because they're the closest NFL team to me. I find that kind of funny. I was actually considering, like, if he actually went to Buffalo, I might have went to a game just to get his autograph. Mm-hmm. But I find it funny. And then you forgot to mention, man, Um, now he's saying, apparently Brown's been telling, like, family and loved ones close to him, uh, he thinks he's going to be traded to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So that's not a definite. But as of right now, they're the team that's had, like, I guess apparently the most consistent amount of interest throughout this entire thing. And then regarding, like, I think this just a whole ordeal uh, I read, too, I think, like, I think it would have been cool, first glance, get Tony Brown, maybe, like, a one-year deal or something, I don't know, it just the Saints, like, a Super Bowl run, but apparently we're not really interested in him anymore, so it's right. good, though, uh, we'll have Michael Thomas, so that's what matters, but uh, we can talk about this for another day if you want, but, I don't know, me, personally, I like Tony Brown, like, I, I have too. tons of Steelers fans, I, I don't really like Big Ben, that's just yeah. me, but... I feel like everybody's talking about Antonio Brown and how he's making such a big deal and how it's like, all on him, he's the bad one. But It's like, Big Ben just kicked out his best re- best receiver, you know, and he's had things in the past with other things, you know, and scandals, and I don't know. I just don't like Big Ben. I like AB. I hope, he, I hope he thrives bigger than what he could even do in Pittsburgh. So, hey, if that's with Derek Carter, that'd be... That'd be interesting, to say the least. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be a good matchup, but right. hey, we'll see, right? Yeah, I mean, you have yeah, the, it's gonna be crazy.
0: You have the Instagram live of Antonio Brown working out, and you have him wearing a black hoodie and uh, silver shorts. And his friends in the video, he's surrounded by a bunch of his his buddies, saying, "Oh, he already got the black and gray on." Of course, the Oakland Raiders team colors, and then Antonio Brown making an announcement. You're gonna hear from me and know my new team soon wait for a big announcement still hasn't come yet that's been uh, just about 24 hours uh since that's gone down um actually I, I actually think it's approaching about the 36 hour mark since that went down so um it, it's been kind of quiet on all fronts um and it's it's very interesting. I, I, I would not be surprised if he does go to the Raiders, though, because John Gruden has not been afraid to trade star players. Why wouldn't he want to trade for some star players? And they do have three first-round draft picks. They could give one of those up. And he definitely wouldn't be afraid to pay Antonio Brown. Um, and he definitely could, uh, and, and John Gruden— could definitely go after a different quarterback, pay him on a rookie contract to afford Antonio Brown and other weapons to surround him and ditch Derek Carr. I feel like that may be happening. I feel like That'd that may nuts. happen. It would it would be absolutely crazy. Unless Derek Carr plays lights out this season, I think John Groon may just kick him to the curb. Um because his inconsistency is is just a little bit too much to handle, I think, for for a guy like John Groon. but Also wouldn't be surprised, Antonio Brown, if he goes to the 49ers, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to a team like Indianapolis or Green Bay either, Um, Tampa Bay possibly. Um, But I feel like Antonio Brown really wants to go to a team like the Niners, the Raiders, a place where he can find a home down in somewhere sunny. Dolphins would be interesting. A place where he can get paid to right A team that would throw money at him. He's always working out as is Le'Veon Bell down in Florida as well, so obviously he really enjoys the – the, you know, sunny, nice weather. Um, so that could factor in. Um, I, I feel like the Cowboys are an interesting team that could, I mean, they have Amari Cooper. They don't need Antonio Brown. They don't really have, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think they're going to have the future cap space because they're going to have to pay Zeke and Dak coming up soon. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where Antonio Brown goes, I think. Or he could stay with the Steelers. I, I feel like that's an underrated part of this is like, if they don't end up finding a, a, a suitable team to trade him to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I think they're just gonna hold on to him and try to make amends. Yeah. That's what I think that's what Adam Schefter has been saying on NFL Live that that quite possibly if if he's not traded, he's gonna stay with the team in play and they're gonna try to act like nothing ever happened. Which would yeah. be super awkward, but I'm with you mm-hmm. about the Big Ben talk as well. I, I I'm on Antonio Brown's side. I think Big Ben is way too much of a toxic quarterback when he talks to the media. Um, it feels like the way he treats players as well is just not the way a true leading quarterback does it. He's been very successful in this league, but I I feel like he's turning into a very grumpy old man and rubbing (laughs) players the wrong way. Um, Le'Veon Bell doesn't want to play for you. Antonio Brown doesn't want to play for you. Emmanuel Sanders didn't want to come back to you. Mike Wallace didn't want to come back to you. I mean, tell me the last great, um, Free agent, other than D'Angelo Williams, that the Steelers signed at the the skill position, I I really can't. They I mean I mean they they got Lance Moore like for a season and a half before he retired. <laughs> I I yeah. really can't name a player that really wants really really wants to go play with Big Ben. I Steelers feel like fans get, are
1: gonna hate us after know, this. They really are,
0: <laughs> and I, I I'm not really di- like dissing the whole team, the Steelers team. Oh yeah, I know. I mean if
1: you're a big you're just dissing Big Ben
0: exactly. Yeah yeah, and if you're a Big Ben fan then yeah you'll probably be pissed off. But um. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on it. So, obviously, the safety market, like I said, is saturated. But there are loads of edge rushers being tagged, which means, thankfully for the Saints, with Marcus Davenport, Cameron Jordan, you also have possibly Alex Okafor coming back. Uh, our edge rushers are short up. Uh, our linebackers are as well. And that obviously helps with pressuring the quarterback. Um, so, the Saints are not totally in need of a um, edge rusher. And thankfully... Due to the uh, low number of free agent edge rushers that will be available, uh, especially compared to previously thought, it's so much lower that um, the Saints are in luck, and unfortunate for other teams like you know Tampa Bay who, who needs another pass rusher because they cut Vinnie Curry. Um, you know Jadavion Clowney got tagged, Frank Clark got tagged, um, and it's going to be interesting. Like I said, free agency, but I don't want to dive into too much of that right now. We're going to dive into some Combine talk. Um, so, Tyler, I mean, if if you want to go ahead. Um, yeah. You got the numbers on some of the most talented prospects. First round, top ten possibly guys. A couple of guys who could fall down to the Saints or that they could trade up for without having to sacrifice too much uh, future draft capital. Um, what are you thinking about? And, and and of course, head coach Sean Payton did say at the uh, Combine during an interview that um, the Saints' immediate needs are interior defensive line, so D tackle due to the injury to Sheldon Rankins, um, and then the, you know, David Onyamata and other guys are just a little bit too inconsistent, um, I I would say, to be fully confident in having them lead the way with Rankins down. Um, So there needs to be at least a band-aid there. Interior offensive line as well, tight end, and quarterback running back depending on free agency um and how it goes because mark ingram could move to another team teddy bridgewater could go to another team and that would leave a big hole for the saints in both those areas so um go ahead and tyler let let Mm. me know tell the people (laughs) some combine numbers of these really really talented first round guys um or guys who could fall to the saints
1: yeah so how we did it guys when we were going over before the podcast like All the different players, you know, that we could talk about for today's episode. How Dayton and I really broke it down was I would do the guys, you know, like stood out, generally speaking, you know, that everybody noticed that had a good combine. And then Dayton, after me later, will get into all the really specifics of players that we could really uh, possibly draft or maybe even uh, get in a later round. So first off, too, really quick, I just wanted to go over uh, a bit of my thoughts as far as like the positions uh, that Sean Payton mentioned earlier. I, I definitely agree. We need an offensive line. The left side, it's been hurt. Pete's been inconsistent, and Armstead isn't always healthy. Defensive line is major priority, too. We forgot to mention it, but Onyemata has a lingering suspension. That'll be coming up because I think he was smoking pot or something. But um, And then Rankin, Rankins is coming off a late season uh, in the playoffs, an ACL tear. But uh, I did like the way that uh, Taylor Stallworth played, so we'll have to look into that. I don't think running back and quarterback will be an issue, depending on how it goes. Uh, The Saints have been talking recently with Ingram. They're trying to get an extension done. And the way the quarterback market's been going, uh, Case Keenum just went to the Redskins. Nick Foles is probably going to go with the Jaguars. The Giants and Dolphins might draft a quarterback. We could re-sign Teddy. I'm not sure for how much, but it would be interesting. But as far as the prospects go, I just looked at generally who had the best performances of the whole group and how their numbers went. So first off, I think one of the biggest guys that had a huge impact, everybody was looking at for the combine, that was Ole Miss receiver DJ Metcalf. So some interesting stuff about him. Uh, he had a 10-yard split of a of his uh, already impressive 4.33 40-yard dash, and his 10-yard split clocked in at 1.45 seconds. That's the fastest 10-yard uh, split ever by a combine runner since 2000, 2003. also considering he's six foot three and 230 pounds, like it's really crazy. Uh, I know the Saints said they need a tight end. Uh, one guy that could be possible, uh, could be a possibility, uh, from Iowa. That's tight end. Noah font. He's 64 250 He, he ran a 450 40. That's the best among his positions He had a 39 and a half inch vertical. That's the best among his position a 10 and a half. Uh, Ten and seven inches broad jump. That's the best, too. He had a 6.813 uh, cone drill. That was the best, man. He killing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had a 4.22 uh, short shuttle. That was the third best. And he also had a 11.49 60-yard shuttle. That was the best on his position. Some other guys, too, um, that the Saints could possibly acquire about. Maybe if we move up. Who knows? But These combine performances have absolutely helped these guys' uh, stocks. Uh, in regards to going up so uh for Alabama you got defensive tackle Quinnin Williams he ran the 40 yard dash in 4.83 seconds mm. and considering he's 300 plus pounds man crazy he can run it yeah he can run it really 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 fast i don't know how he did it but he did it very well and that was the fourth fastest ever by a 300 pound uh, defensive lineman at the combine since 03 let's see here some other guys you had Mississippi State defensive end Montez Sweat, Uh, he was 6'2", 260 uh, pounds, but he ran an absurd 4.41 40-yard dash. Man, that's faster than me. Um, (laughs) Most of these guys are faster than me. I'm a big guy. But um, (laughs) uh, that was fastest by a defensive line ever at the Combine. And then a couple other guys I wrote down. LSU guys, you know, we like to keep a note of them considering they're the college affiliate uh, for Louisiana, you know, for the Saints. Uh, You had Greedy Williams, a first-round pick. He just helped his numbers a ton. He ran a 4-3-7 40-yard dash. He's a cornerback, by the way. And then you had their amazing linebacker, Devin White. He ran uh, He was the fastest among his times for his position going into the combine for LSU. So great performances by all these guys. Man, I think it would be nuts if we actually picked up any of these guys. But, Dayton, what were you thinking about uh, any of the guys the Saints could, could consider well, any of the guys that maybe are in our in our area as regards to our position needs, the floor is yours, man.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Saints to find uber amounts of talent there at the 62nd overall spot just because there aren't too many uh, deep, so to speak, position groups in the 2019 NFL draft. Um, so it's going to be a little bit tricky to find a, an immediate starter there at 62nd overall as the Saints have been able to find in second-round picks, of course, uh, mm-hmm. You got Von Bell and Michael Thomas, so um, we, they've been able to find diamonds in the rough there for sure in the second round. But you know they, they've also picked guys like Stanley John Baptiste in the second. Oh round. Oh
1: my gosh, was that was cool. the worst ever. That was uh, I remember you know, that. I was so hyped too. I, I, was like, I was, yeah, I, let's go. We got a
0: corner. Right, he's super tall. He had a great name. Nope. I mean, and yeah, it just never, never really panned out. So, um, and and I definitely agree with everything Sean Payton said, especially tight end. I think tight end is going to be. Tight end and interior offensive line, because Max Unger is not getting any younger. As with and neither is Larry Warford. Andres Pete is one of the the worst ranked left guard, or one of the worst ranked offensive linemen, according to PFF in the league. Um, and I, I don't really have confidence in them going forward within the next few years. So I would say between between interior O line and tight end, I'd almost go interior O line to go with. And that's why my favorite prospect there at number sixty two. Is uh, uh, an offensive guard who can pro- possibly move over to center as well. Is Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College? He's six foot five, three hundred eight pounds. Started all forty-seven games at BC. He ran a four point nine one forty-yard dash. Three hundred eight pounds. That's not 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 as fast as Quentin Williams, but still very impressed for an offensive lineman his size. And that was the second fastest among all offensive linemen at the combine. Uh, he had twenty-five bench reps. 30.5-inch vertical, 7.613-cone drill, and his 20-yard shuttle was 4.54, which is super impressive. Obviously, you want the 20-yard shuttle to be uh, faster than your 40-yard dash, uh, and, and he beat it by 0.4, so, so pretty impressive there. Um, and I really like his game. He has a, a fantastic center of gravity. If you watch film on him, he can pull, he can block down as well, and he fits best in a run-first and a down-running uh, scheme, which the Saints love to do with either Ingram, if they hopefully are able to retain him, uh, and Kamara as well. They, they love to do all of that, and pull as well. Um, so I think that he, if he's, but his, his stock is rising every day, so it, there's no guarantee he falls to 62. It's going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a guy I also really, really like for tight end um, that could fall to 62, and I'm actually pretty positive Let's he help. will be there. Um, and he, he's a guy that you mentioned too, Irv Smith Jr. from yeah, Alabama. two, two 242. Of course, his dad played for the Saints, Irv Smith Sr., uh, tight end as well. Um, and he's he's a New Orleans native, so he'd, he'd fit right in. He said uh, he's a Saints fan too. And he said he grew up a Saints fan, uh, which is great. And he ran a 4.6340. He had 19 bench reps, which is pretty decent for tight end. 32 and a half inch vert. Um, so, compare that 32 and a half inch vert to the 30 and a half inch vert from Chris Lindstrom. So, you got a tight end who's supposed to go up and jump for balls. Chris Lindstrom, his vert is only two inches shorter than a pretty good 32 and a half inch vert. So, Chris Lindstrom is very, very athletic for his size. So, I'd love it if he's there. Uh, but Irv Smith uh, also had a 7.32 second three cone drill, uh, which is also very good. Um, and he uh, specializes mainly in blocking. He was great, uh, a great blocker for Alabama, but he's also a mismatch nightmare uh, for linebackers, and, and, and that's a majority of what um, uh, the NFL defensive scheme with uh, against mm-hmm. tight ends is usually linebackers, so I feel like that would be a um, really good pickup there for the Saints, uh, but I think Chris Lindstrom's at the top of my list for sure. Uh, and and defensive lineman. I was just watching his um, highlights as well. Out of Notre Dame, he's coming off a shoulder surgery, but he should be good to go by training camp. Jerry Tillery out of Notre Dame. He's six foot six, two ninety five, all American, and he's actually based out of Louisiana as well. He had twelve and a half sacks in his final two college seasons combined, um, but he had a ton of quarterback pressures. He's great at stuffing the run, and uh, he ran a four point nine three forty yard dash. Uh, and he only recorded 23 bench reps. So he, he, he kind of lacks the upper body strength needed to make uh, uh, some nice swim moves inside. But he makes up with it f- with his really powerful legs. He's athletic as well. He's agile. Um, and he had a 32-inch vert, which is really, really nice. And a really impressive 115-inch prod jump. That was one of the top among defensive linemen um, at the draft combine this year. Um, and But yeah, like I said, I'll be ready to go by training camp. So those are my top three guys there. But i nice. love the Saints to pick. Um, uh, you get an interior O line, interior D line, really good tight end. Hopefully, all three of those are there for the Saints to pick. Like I said, if I had to choose, I'd go Chris Lindstrom. Um, Irv Smith might be my second, but Jerry Tillery, man, he just jumps out at me on tape. He's he's an NFL ready defensive tackle right now. I think that he could contribute right now for the Saints, which is what we need. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, sorry. i got to take some I'm drinking my water. You're Holy good. Cow. Man, I'm hydrated <laughs> up in this. Yeah.
1: talking football man it does that I love to you it,
0: man guys being dudes um and i also had some three bonus guys so this this kind of plays into the rest of what Sean Payton went over with the needs but it also i also want to include a guy that i've been seeing mocked to the saints so often in so many mock drafts i've seen him in three different mock drafts going to the saints at the 62 spot so i feel like it's definitely a possibility, but these could just be random guys, so uh, it's kind of silly to say out loud, but could definitely be, because it's, it's kind of just random website, so I don't know how much of an expertise it is, but I've seen him mocked there like three times, and I'll, I'll get to him in a minute, but the quarterback I would love the Saints to go with um, at 62, if he's available, he could he could go in the first round, he could fall to the third or fourth, um, Daniel Jones out of Duke, 6'5", 221, fantastic mobility, um, and, and by mobility, I don't mean he's necessarily – he he, can, he definitely can rush the ball. His numbers declined, though, because he, he felt much more confident as a passer um, more uh, as his career went on in Duke, the more that he played. Um, but his mobility, he can move outside of the pocket and make throws on his feet. Reminds me a lot of – reminds me a lot of um, Russell Wilson, if he was a little bit taller, to be honest, the way that he moves. not Not necessarily as good as Russell Wilson, but the way that he's able to get outside of the pocket – um, and, and rush the ball. Um, he has 60% accuracy as a passer, so we definitely we need to pump those numbers up just a little bit. Um, but uh, he he could definitely be there at 62. I just love his mobility. He's four, He ran a 4.81 40-yard dash, so he's not too fast. He won't really last as a dual-threat quarterback in the NFL. But, like I said, his agility to escape the pocket is great. 33.5-inch vert, which is great. He's very athletic, and he has a really high football IQ according to a lot of NFL scouts. Um, So he'll be able to Mm -hmm. fit right in if um, he has to either back up Drew Brees or take over right away, whether or not that happens. I feel like this is Brees' last season, so we need to get a quarterback in here soon. Um, And then running back. Running back's really interesting. This is not so great of a a draft class for running back. So all the good ones will be taken by, definitely by the early second round, and then everybody else is kind of just up for grabs. But I really like Mike Weber out of Ohio State. Uh, he reminds me of the type of running back we need to um, fill in Mark Ingram's space. Definitely doesn't provide the size. He's five foot 211 pounds, so big guy, and he's coming from a, a really, really good uh, running back school. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott, Carlos Hyde both went to Ohio State. Eddie George, the, the, the great Eddie George, also went to Ohio State. Uh, he was an All-Big Ten running back as a backup, and he was a dual threat out of the backfield. He's a great receiving guy, and he ran a 4.47 40-yard dash, and he had 22 That's bench reps. Really, really fast, really, really strong guy. Um, So he would be a a pretty nice run, uh, a downhill runner, and also a um, screen guy that Mark Ingram thrives in this offense. Um, I feel like Mike Weber is going to be able to also thrive uh, as a dual running back out of the backfield, being able to catch the ball. Um, So I'd be excited to see the Saints possibly pick him up um, if there really aren't any other good prospects there. And then the guy who's been mocked to the Saints so often, wide receiver out of South Carolina, Debo Samuel. His real name is Tyshun, but he earned the nickname of the Friday character, Debo um, due to his tendency to bully during his childhood. It's, it's actually kind of a funny story, uh, but that ended up actually helping him play really, really good in the football field. He has a lot of physicality, physicality, excuse me. He was a first team All-SCC as a return specialist, and he's been compared to Pharaoh Cooper, who uh, used to play for the Rams, of course. Um, he actually might still be on the team, I'm not sure, he doesn't play too often, but um, yeah, he, he was All-SEC as a return specialist, and he was second team All-SEC for receiving, He was five, he's five 5'11", 214 pounds, so big guy, also ran a 4.4840, which isn't bad, uh, 15 bench reps, 4.4120 yard shuttle, which is really, really quick, and 122 inch broad jump. Um, so he definitely has the um, athleticism and the physicality there um, at five foot eleven to be a, a pretty good slot receiver for the Saints. He's a little bit small to play on the outside, which I really think the Saints are going to need here very soon with Ginn Jr. reaching mm-hmm. his uh, you know the the tail end of his career uh, and Traquan Smith still up in the air, but hopefully Keith Kirkwood could help. Uh, in that department, and have Debo Samuel kind of play in the slot if the Saints decide to go that direction. But yeah, those are my three kind of wild card bonus guys that the Saints could go after. Um, but they definitely could also move up or move back. Um, and I feel like if they move up, the smartest team to trade with would be the Raiders because they have three draft picks. Um, but Tyler, do you, would you like to see the Saints either move up? To select a really, really good prospect, or move back to gain some more draft picks to get some more help there at depth.
1: It depends, honestly. I think I think right now, if we didn't like trade any of our players currently on the team, I think I'd just either have us move back, maybe with some of our later picks, uh, you know, to have more chances of uh, finding a gem or something, or just say put. You know, like at this point, uh, our our first pick is a second. You know, and. Uh, unless we trade somebody, you know, we're not going to be in the first round. And unless we trade, uh, trades move up. But uh, it's unfortunate. But like, I'm uh, in years past when we've had more picks. I'm all about moving up. But either unless somebody falls, or unless you're just somebody that the Saints really, really want, I it wouldn't surprise me to see them stay put. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'd be shocked if they moved up, and I, I, I think most likely they'll move back. If anything, um. But if they do move up, I'd actually prefer to see them move up uh, just a few spots in the second round. Maybe swap seconds with somebody and throw in a fifth or sixth round pick um, in there. I'd be okay with that because the difference between, um, you know, pick 45 and pick 62 is very significant in the draft. That's a. Mm -hmm. A difference of 17 prospects that could – all all 17 could benefit the Saints. It could just go right in front of their eyes. So could be smart to just move up a few spots and only have to sacrifice another late day three draft pick from this season. Um, But I'd be surprised if they moved up. I prefer them to stay put uh, because I do think free agency is where we're going to be able to shine a little bit, get some safety depth, um, get some tight end depth as well. Um, maybe, maybe get a backup to the starting tight end we possibly draft. There's also really uh, uh, good tight ends that could go in the 5th or 6th round, uh, which the Saints have two fifth round picks, um, and including a guy out of LSU who I will detail later on uh, in a draft episode um, detailing who the Saints could go after uh, on day 3 of the draft. But um, yeah, I, I think that the Saints could definitely benefit from waiting um, to see what they get in free agency before fully committing to the prospects in the draft um, because yeah. they could definitely do some damage there and get some depth issues figured out. So that would be really interesting. But, um, yeah, I prefer them to stay put um, if they are going to move up, move up a little bit more in the second round to possibly, you know, secure a guy that you really like. So yeah, that is all the time we have for today. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, we're getting to free agency early next week. Is there anything else you want to say draft-wise or other NFL news-wise? we didn't get to let's hope
1: the saints are very aggressive in free agency. Mm-hmm. So that sets up, sets us, sets us up very well. Considering what we're lacking in the draft. I think right. the saints don't need much, but if they draft the issues, you know, get some linemen on both sides of the ball a receiver for sure. Cause Michael Thomas can do it all a tight end because I mean, what are the odds? Josh Hill actually ends up starting for us next season. And, Possibly a safety? Who knows? Maybe a linebacker? We're not that far off. I think we can definitely make a huge push this year uh, uh, for a Super Bowl. You know, uh, last two years we've been close. This year, hopefully, third time's the charm. You know.
0: I love it. Yeah, no, I, I'm in total agreement with you, um, and I'm actually going to throw it right back to you because uh, <laughs> I think it's time for the sign off, man. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in today.
1: Likewise, uh, we appreciate the fan support. You know, we love having you guys listen to us. Now, if you guys also have any like, uh, concerns, comments, questions, anything you want to tell us, make sure to do that. And here's where you can do that for us. So in regards to our social media, of course, you can find us on Facebook at the Who That Dish podcast uh, and Who That Dish, just everything there. On Twitter, uh, you can find our handles, uh, first and foremost, at the WDD podcast. So that's where you can find where everything goes, if there's any changes, any Uh, within the podcast, any guests we're going to have on any, um, information we like to put out, you know, where you can find the podcast links, everything like that Polls too, you know, we love commenting back with fans, everything you're going to find, it's going to be there. You can find our personal, personal social media accounts, our handles, uh, Charlie, of course, at St. Charlie Dayton, uh, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore and myself at Raymond Tyler M and also make sure you find our podcast links. If you want to share them with your friends, we just want to uh, give a good listen to them. You can find us on iTunes and Spreaker uh, com. Just search the Who Dish podcast, and I'll throw it back to you, Dayton.
0: Fantastic. Uh, loving it. Um, and it was great to be back in the whole slew Likewise. of the podcast uh, today. So Monday or Tuesday, we'll let you know on our podcast, actually, which day we'll be recording. But either Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming week, so either Monday the 11th, Tuesday the 12th, we will be recording a – uh, free agency special episode. It'll most likely just be the three of us, but I, I, I'd love to bring on a guest, possibly another Saints guy to, to help break down what we think the Saints should do, what their options are in free agency, um, and whether or not they have the cap space to, to do any of the moves that could benefit the team in a great way. So be sure to tune in for that. Follow us everywhere that Tyler said and rate us on iTunes five stars if you guys enjoy the podcast. We thank you very much for that. Um... And we'll talk to you guys very soon. As always. Who de?